Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Advisors, LLC, GA, and or their investment advisor representatives. I'm Tammy Simpson, a certified financial planner, chartered retirement planning counselor, and accredited domestic partner advisor. And this is Tammy's Two Cents, the podcast. This podcast came about after considering why it would be worth your time for me to add more material into the vast universe of already available financial planning information. Books, newsletters, news shows, blogs, celebrity planning financial gurus, and of course, the internet, where Google is everyone's go-to financial planner. And then I remembered that throughout my life, one of the most valuable things I've ever sought was not information. It was an educated, wise, experienced opinion. And thus was born a reason to throw my two cents into the mix. I've been doing financial planning for over a decade, met with thousands of people, and designed hundreds of personalized financial plans. Don't expect this podcast to be heavy on data. I know data, I love data, I study data, I keep up on data, but this podcast is my educated opinion. In other words, welcome to Tammy's Two Cents, the podcast. This is Tammy Simpson, and this is Tammy's Two Cents, and with me today is Tony Shore. Hey, Tony, how are you? Well, uh, we were talking before the show, Tammy, and uh, it's good to see you. Great to be on the show, but I've had quite a week, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> um, it's been so amazingly busy, and this time of year, just I love the holidays, but it, it gets hectic, And um, but yeah, I've been doing good, hanging out with the family. How about you, Tammy? Yeah. Have you been keeping busy there? Yes, we have been busy, but all is well in Southern Cal, and looking forward to Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays. So, um, yes, all is well. And today we are going to talk about another one of my favorite things to talk about, um, which is my two cents about creating cash flow. Sure. Cash flow. Wow. Okay. I like the sounds of that. Uh, two of my favorite words, cash and flow. And flow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> put together even better, even better. So you're going to give us your two cents about cash flow and, um, yeah, uh, obviously cash is king, right? Yeah, it is. And you know, what I do, Tony, is I work with people who don't want to work anymore at a job, right? Mm. So they can be any age, but most of them are certainly at retirement age. And they are coming in for the first time, most of the time, to work with a financial planner, advisor. Uh, most of my folks have never really done that before. They have had CPAs and they've had attorneys and they might even have had a, you know, a broker dealer representative, investment advisor. But most of them have never had a integrative financial planner. And usually that's because they maybe haven't needed one to this point. What I have found in my practice Mm. that the people who coming in um, about one out of 100 have had a financial planner. I'll meet with about 150 people in the year. And maybe one of those couples has actually has a plan. 
why they all of a sudden are looking for a planner is because they are now retiring, don't want to go to work and earn a paycheck. And they're saying, okay, here's everything we've accumulated. Here's everything we've saved. Here's all the accounts we have and assets we have. What the heck do we do with this now to give us a, a paycheck to create cash flow? And, um, you know, we have these kind of rules of thumb where we say, well, if you have a well-managed uh, stock bond mutual fund account, uh, you could take that 4% a year, right? Um, people don't even know how to do that. They go, well, what is a well-managed stock bond mutual fund account? Does that mean it's 80% bonds and 20% stock? Or is it 80% stock and 20% bonds? What what does need to be in that account for me to be able to get that 4%? And then when I do need it, how do I actually get it? Do I like go in and sell some of my stock or sell some of my mutual funds? How do I get it? So what I'm finding is one of the triggers for people to need or want a, uh, a consultant, a partner, an advisor for their finances is that, you know, we're, we're at a place now that we really do need to create cash flow. We want, yeah. we want to, to, to get some income from everything that we've saved. So that is the base. I mean, really what you've outlined there is really what you do. That's the main thing you do to help people is uh, outline, get them a plan to create cash flow. It is absolutely, I think, the main thing that I do. Because, so, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is is how do I use this money that I saved or, or you know, worked for? And um, if I don't need it and I'm not going to use it, well, how do I get it ready for someone else to use? Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so exactly. And there are different uh, there are different categories of cash flow, obviously. Mm -hmm. There are. There's yeah. there's primarily two. Um, okay. And one of them is is what we would call guaranteed. Now, we have to always say that on planet Earth, there is no such thing as a guarantee, right? Right. We have things that are more guaranteed or closer to being guaranteed or almost guaranteed. But, you know, it is important always to just say there isn't anything that's guaranteed i guess except death and taxes maybe those really are <laughs> really there are three guarantees that you have in life at least in my life there are three guarantees death taxes and pizza and pizza oh that's funny that's pretty funny so, that's for me personally yeah i know i like that i that's a good guarantee um so anyway but there are when you when you're looking at cash flow we have those things that we would consider predictable. And then we have things that are variable or unpredictable. And every um, every bit of our cash flow that we have is going to fall into one of those primary categories. Is it a predictable or is it a unpredictable and variable? And so, you know, to give some examples, what would be predictable? A pension, right? Uh, if, if you have a company pension, that's pretty predictable. Yep. Um, social security. If you have social security, that's pretty predictable. Um, you have things like an annuity. That's pretty predictable. 
there aren't that many things that are predictable. Most of our cash flow falls into the variable category. And so variable income would be um, dividends, right? Um, dividends are, you know, we have some reasonable idea what they're going to be, but they're not guaranteed and they can change. And certainly over time they can change, right? Um Maybe uh, coupon payments on bonds. Those are predictable while we hold that bond. But if the bond is called or matures and we have to rebuy a new bond, we don't know what the interest rates will be at that time. Um, so that's variable. Uh, growth on a portfolio. Just I have a mutual fund portfolio. The growth on it uh, may go up, may go down. Um, so that's not, you know, predictable. It, it varies. Uh, even interest rates on CDs are not predictable. They're predictable during the time I hold that CD, but I don't know what the interest rates will be at the time that CD matures and I have to replace it with a new one. Uh, rental income is variable, even though you might say, well, rents are pretty predictable. They are, but we have to make sure that that property is rented and that the renter pays the rent, right? Um, right, yeah, paying the rent is key. Is yeah. key, yes, it's key. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So everything that you have, like when I sit down with someone, I'm we're going to first of all take an inventory of the cash flows that we know uh, that couple has, and we're gonna kind of put them into those two categories. Is this a pension, a social security, or a, um, annuity, or is it some of these other variable cash flow options? And we're going to see how much is coming from with you know each side of this. Uh, how do we know about those? How how do we know which one we should have and what's better for our personal situation? Well, and and that Tony is the sixty four million dollar question. It, <laughs> there you it go. truly is. I mean, and that's what you help people with is try to figure that out. Right? It is. It it absolutely is. And one of the questions that we we always have. Some of this is personality driven. Okay, so um, of course we have textbook. We have what academia says, and then we have what people's real life experience ends up to be. So if I sat down with a couple and they said, okay, we need 100,000 a year, or maybe they say, which I hear a lot, we wanna have 10,000 a month of gross income for the rest of our lives, all right? So we're going to add up the things that are predictable. We're going to add up the social security, the pension, um, and any annuity income that they might have and we're going to say, okay, when we add up this, it comes to 5,000 a month, for instance. So you're missing 500 we need to make up. I mean, 5,000 a month that we need to make up. How much of that 5,000 do you want predictable? Um, and, well, and some people will say... Yeah. Some, all of it. All of it, yeah. Some people <laughs> will say all, a lot of people might say all of it, right? Um, until they yeah. know what they're what that means, and then they might go, "Oh, you know, on second thought, no." And, and because what that means truly, uh, Tony, is that I mean, you cannot say, "Well, I think I'll increase my social security benefit." 
I think I'll call up the social security department and say, I'd like a little bit more social security than yeah. I'm getting. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, that won't work. You, pro yeah. you probably cannot call, call up your former employer and go, you know, this pension's not quite high enough. <laughs> so could you just increase that a little? I'd like a little bit more predictable income. No, that won't work. The only Or I, I, I always think, well, I could just call up Tammy Simpson and ask her for a loan that I don't ever have to pay back. Yeah, and that's yeah. not gonna that's not gonna work either. I, Tony, I did not know you were one of my kids. <laughs> Sound familiar? Are you a son I didn't know I had? Yeah. Um. So anyway, the only thing we really have control over that we can buy predictable income is to buy an annuity, right? So a lot of people's decision here will hinge on their attitude, and often their attitude is is informed by what they know or don't know or think they know or don't know about annuities. But if you want more predictable income, you end up needing to fund an annuity to achieve that. So um, kind of a rule of thumb for me, uh, and I want to emphasize rule of thumb, is that for about every 100000 that you put into an annuity, you're going to get between four dollars and $5,000 of predictable income a year. So if I indeed needed $5,000 and I wanted that $5,000 a month predictable, then I would need to put about $600,000 into an annuity. To a, $600 would give me, no, I'd have to put $1.2 million, right? Uh, because $600,000 is going to give me $30,000 a year, not the $60,000 that I'm short. So now when you explain that to someone, they might go, yeah, well, I, I hate annuities. Okay, well, then we're going to move to variable cash flow options. And then we look at those options, which are, let's buy dividend paying stock, let's do some bonds, let's do some mutual funds, let's do some ETFs. Maybe we'll buy another rental property, right? Let's, let's piece together through the variable options, the gap, now, some people then when you do that go, well, I don't like all that variability. This is what I think working with someone like myself becomes beneficial is that I can sit down with my clients and we can go, okay, if you want all your income, here's what you have to do. And then they go, yeah, don't like that. Okay. If you then how much are, are you willing to compromise on that? And we'll find that place. We'll find that place. Either people will make peace with not having as much as they want because they don't like an annuity option is usually the reason. Or they'll make peace with having an annuity. Right. <laughs> they have to right. make they have to make peace with one side or the other. And what is the benefit of working with someone like myself is, I don't like to say I don't care because that sounds like I don't care, but, <laughs> but right. I, yeah, but I'm not invested in, in either one of those. And the reason mm. I'm not is because I do all of the above, right? So, you know, if, if you come in my store and my store has fruits and vegetables, and you want all fruit or all vegetables or half and half or whatever, it's it's fine with me. And to put that down on paper so that right. you know what it looks like. 
a written plan. Right, right. Yeah, you got to have a strategy and a written plan in place. So obviously there are tax uh, implications uh, to uh, cash flow, and you want to make sure you choose the right type of cash flow, the diff- the right option, uh, based on maybe tax consequences and uh, things like that as well. Absolutely, because it's not how much money comes in, it's how much money you get to keep after it comes in, right? So, you know, this is where we do look for a combination of untaxed cash flow and taxable cash flow. And then we want cash flow that is taxed maybe at uh, capital gains taxes versus ordinary income taxes, right? So we have different types of tax and which have different tax rates. And we also have untaxed options for cash flow. So when we're choosing the different uh, vehicles to use, not only do we want to think about predictable and variable, but now we want to also think about the tax qualifications of the predictable and the variable. And we want to lay that layer that on to say, is there a way for me to to strategize the type of income cash flow that's coming to minimize the taxes that go out? And, you know, there are things like Roth accounts and we and at retirement, there's still time to Roth convert. We can still convert from tax deferred accounts to untaxed accounts. Before we go any further, Tammy, I just want to remind our listeners that when dealing with tax deferred accounts or taxable accounts or uh, taxes in general, uh, you need to consult with a tax professional or CPA to make sure what you're doing fits into your strategy. And Tammy, I know you work with CPAs uh, alongside CPAs to help your clients. Now, back to the topic at hand, there are some great options out there. And and another aspect of this is probably uh, inheritance, right? What about inheritance considerations? And this is a really important one that I think just gets lost so often if you're not working with an integrative financial planner who's really kind of taking that big picture in. And that is, so for instance, let's say someone does say, I want more predictable income, I'm gonna buy an annuity. And I've got a half a million dollars I'm gonna put in this annuity. Well, then I've got some tax deferred IRA money, 401k money, SEP money, and I've got some after tax money. Which of those should go into that annuity? Do I want my variable income to come from my tax deferred money or do I want my variable income to come from my non-qualified or after-tax money. And you might think it's just a tax question, but it's not because now we have an inheritance question also. Because at your death, after-tax capital assets step up and go to your beneficiaries untaxed. Tax-deferred assets do not step up and they are actually subject to three taxes. They're subject to uh, death taxes, uh, inheritance taxes, they're subject to in you know ordinary income taxes, and they're subject to um, to the RMDs, right? Sure, the required minimum exactly. distributions that everybody has to take once they at a certain age they have to start taking the money. Exactly. So based on your tax status and the tax status of the beneficiaries, 
frequently I'm saying to my clients, why don't we create your predictable income from the tax deferred money? And there's other reasons for that also. And you spend that down during your lifetime so that what your kids inherit is your house, your your capital assets, so that they don't inherit a taxable um, asset. Instead, they inherit the things that step up. So um, in cash flow, if I'm going to set half of the assets and say, let's say I'm worth $2 million and I say, uh, when I die, if I leave the kids a million, that's great. Well, if a million of that is tax deferred, that's where I'm going to get most of my cash flow because I want to spend that one down so my kids are get the benefit of the step up. Now, on the other hand, I have people who their tax bill, their tax rate is so high and their kids really are so low. And that's going to probably remain that way. In that case, Maybe it isn't better for them to get their cash flow from the tax deferred. Maybe we do want to stick to RMDs or do conversions. Um, because if the kids inherit the this tax deferred account, the tax bill on it really will be less. It'll be taxed at the kids rate. So we do want to take inheritance into consideration. The taxes of the inheritance, we want to take the current taxes of the couple or people creating the cash flow. We want to take into account guaranteed versus variable. And we want to take into account hypotheticals. We want to know, um, and I'm always really pessimistic. This is the other thing, Tony. Uh, I have people go to multiple advisors and, you know, they get their plan and my plan and somebody else's and they come back and say, well, they say they can get me this and you're only telling me half of it. Um, I tend to be really pessimistic. Uh, I when I do cash flow plans, I am not doing, let's hope that the markets do, you know, kind of on the best side of what they've ever done. I'm kind of saying, let's create a cash flow plan based on the markets doing maybe the worst they've ever done, right? And then if they do better, awesome, wonderful. But if they don't, I know you're good. So these are a lot of the considerations that go in come into play when um, creating cash flow because it's taxes, it's inheritance, it's predictable, it's variable, it's um, asset allocation, um, it's maintaining, it's keeping those things in balance. It's it's actually more complex. Now, could you throw all this into an S&P 500 ETF and take your 4% a year? Yeah, you probably could do that. Will that give you as much money and your beneficiaries as much money at your demise? Mm, probably not. So this is why we do the work, take the time, and dive into all these kind of annoying, confusing uh, components and and be intentional. Right. And so uh, obviously it's really important to make sure it really comes down to Tammy, what you're, everything you've said today, uh, really so much is based on each individual's personal situation. And I know that's why you like to sit down with people and offer them that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation, 
We're almost out of time, but why don't you let our listeners know how they can set that up? Yeah, so Tony, people can either give us a call at our office, the number here, 714-617-4394. They can also go to our website, uh, which is wealthfinancialgroupwest.com. Uh, wealthfinancialgroupwest.com. They can they can also go to Tammy's Two Cents.com, and that's spelled T-A-M-I-S, the number two cents, C-E-N-T-S dot com. And in fact, all these podcasts are on our webpage. They can go there and listen to other subjects that they're interested in, um, or send me an email. You can email me at Tammy at wfgwest.com. So it's very easy to get us and uh, would love to talk to any of our listeners that this created any interest or questions for them. All right. Well, that sounds great, Tammy. And listeners, uh, take Tammy up on this. You need to meet with a financial professional uh, like Tammy to really get a written plan in place to create that cash flow when you need it. Uh, That's what you've worked so hard for. Uh, all your life, and then you make that transition into your retirement years, you've got to have a plan to create a steady cash flow and know that it's going to last as long as you do. And that's the bottom line, isn't it, Tammy? It certainly is, Tony. All right. Well, that does it for today's episode of Tammy's Two Cents with our host, Tammy Simpson, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm Tammy Simpson, and you've been listening to Tammy's Two Cents the podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself and your family is financial planning, taking time to intentionally and purposefully create a plan for your money. I hope these podcasts inspire you to do just that. Get more information at Tammy'sTwoCents.com. If you haven't yet, go to iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify and subscribe to this podcast. Join me next week for another Tammy's Two Cents podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Tammy Simpson offers investment advisory services through Gradient Advisors, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Wealth Financial Group West Inc. is not a registered investment advisor and is not an affiliate of Gradient Advisors, LLC. Insurance products and services are offered through Tammy Simpson, independent agent. Wealth Financial Group West Inc., Tammy Simpson, and Gradient Advisors, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.